Hey there, so it's been a while since I have had a podcast episode and I just want to let you guys know that I am back and ready to get the podcast going and I felt like this conversation was the perfect way to kind of jumpstart and get back into the podcast. So I want you guys to listen to this conversation that I had between myself and my business bestie Joy of Joy's no- Joy Knows How and um, she, her and I, we just have like a really honest and raw conversation about the coaching industry, about entrepreneurship, and um, and racism, and the racial injustice that we experience, um, the issues that we see with diversity, um, well, actually the lack of diversity. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Um, Let me know your thoughts. You guys tag us on Instagram if you guys listen to it. You can tag me at Mrs. K. Hillman, and you can tag Joy at at joy.know.how. All right, cool. There we go. So social media, we all know it's a public space. We are all using that. At least, so when I say we all, I'm more so talking about the online business industry. Right. You know, we're using that space to showcase our work, share what we're about. And we think about things like staying consistent, having clear messaging, using hashtags to get ourselves discovered. But when a a world event like this happens, um, even COVID-19, even the pandemic, it was like if you didn't kind of shift your messaging to address this big global happening, people you read as tone deaf. Yes. And now the big global event that's happening is racism. But racism has been happening. It's not new. (laughs) This is not like, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to introduce you to racism ready go like that's what it feels like yeah yeah (laughs) and you know i i george floyd being murdered at the hands of policemen as a black man and that being kind of the last straw in a lot of ways for Mm -hmm. us as in black culture because we've seen it over and over again black men are taken from us if you look at the amount of black men in jail i mean there are so many statistics that can really help to people to understand this rage it's not like george floyd is an example of when it just gets out of control and absolutely out of hand and taken too far but this is years and years and years in the making you know for us as black people it's not it's really not new so i think i'm really excited to have this conversation because we are in such an interesting time. I was trying to explain this to my mom because my mom is here and like, she's watching the news, you know, and and I'm like, mom, how are you doing? And I'm checking in on her and she's, you know, she's calm. She's, she's in a space of, she's seen these kind of things before. She's kind of paying attention to like the press conferences and keeping up on what's happening. And I go back into my space and I'm like, wow, there's this whole other world happening on social media. It's like a whole other world a whole other world and it's it's interesting because in times like this where we are seeing people being held accountable in a new way you really get a sense of just how public of a space social media is Mm -hmm. and I also um it's it's so funny like you said it's like a whole different world because my sister she's not that big with social media and stuff like that and so she didn't know about blackout tuesday so she logged in today and she thought that her phone was like not working. <laughs> she, uh-huh. she like, you know, and it, it's so funny because 
you know, my sister, she chooses to like get her information, you know, watching the news. Like she, she's not a social person. She likes to use the news, newspapers, and like she's very traditional in that way. And so it's so funny to hear, well, not funny, but it's so interesting to hear like her perspective and how it's like not influenced as much by social media. And it just, it, it made me realize just how much social media influences things. And like, I think that it kind of segues into what we want to talk about with the influence of people, right? Like, like when you are a person of influence, how that changes the narrative for what's going on in society, whether your position is true or not, you know, it's, it has an influence on what the masses are going to take from it. Right. And, and it's just so interesting to me because my, my sister has like a whole different perspective of things. And then I have my perspective and then I see what social media's perspective. And it's like, there's so many different like thoughts happening right now. And it's just very interesting to see how everyone is taking this um, situation a different kind of way. And my, yeah. I think my biggest concern at this time is like, like you said, this is not something new, right? And then it's also, a, a, I also keep thinking to myself, like what a privilege to have not experienced racism. So now you're learning about it. Like, how can you like, Oh my goodness. I mean, that's just a whole word right there because it's like, I literally have seen, and I'm not going to name any names for the sake of just like, you know, I mean, if it comes to naming these, these larger people that we're already calling out, I'm fine with that. But on a personal note, I won't name people in my community, but I have seen um, white people posting about how they are just so uncomfortable and it's the first time that they're being met face to face with their whiteness and it's so interesting to me because i can't even watch a tv show without seeing white privilege right i watch a tv show and i'm like well where are, there's no black people in this cast or like for example breaking bad have you ever seen breaking bad uh i don't think you so. heard of it i've heard, of heard it, it? yeah, yeah. Okay, it's widely, widely popular. And in the second season, or maybe it's the first season, the season finale, basically this guy gets himself into some trouble and he needs to kind of play it off somehow because he could go to jail. He's, white, he's a white man. So what he does is he goes, he walks naked into um, a liquor store and just stands there stunned because he he's trying to fake that he's having like a psychotic break to cover up everything he had done in the past 24 hours. Yeah. And, and the minute I saw that scene, I said, if that was a black man, he would be dead. Right. Dead. Right. And that was literally how I was watching that show. And I couldn't watch a single episode after that. I was like, I, don't, I can't even watch this. Because when you are a black person, you don't have the option of not seeing race. And people yeah. say, I don't see color. That's a problem. You That's need to see that you are white problem. and I am black and that person is brown like you need to see that there are different we are all facing different types well, of it's a, it's a privilege right it's a privilege not to see exactly. color right it's a privilege because i don't have that luxury i don't have it's a, it's a privilege it's a luxury to be able to not see color right i don't have that same luxury if i go out somewhere i'm i'm very aware of the fact that i am black and that whoever else around me is whatever color they are and i'm very careful yeah. about the things that i do the things that i say because at the end of the day, I'm the one that's going to most likely be looked at like they're crazy, you know what I'm saying? Or I'm yep. gonna be the one that's going to have to deal with consequences of somebody's actions, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If it has nothing to do with me, you know? And so it's just like, <laughs> you know. And when I'll your husband leaves the house and you say to him, babe, have a great day, be careful, you mean something different. 
than a white woman hugging her husband and saying, babe, have a great day. Yeah. Be careful. It just doesn't mean the same thing. So, so, you know, you and I have been dialoguing all week because it's so interesting what's happening in the social media space alongside and parallel with what's happening on the news and then what's happening with us internally, right? As black women, as black people. And we've been relying on each other so much during this week because it's like you have to have that outlet and you have to have someone to talk to about it who really understands. And we are both getting tagged a bunch on social media to be featured like as like this as a black business to follow. We're both finding, I mean, well, let me not speak for you, but I've had people like literally ask me to explain this to them. Oh yeah. Or, I like, just like, finished, try to just tell them the how they can that. help. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and it's just, um, it, it's a lot because it feels like it feels, it, and then, and then there's also the side of it and you can let me know your honest thoughts on this, but I'm a little bit concerned about what's happening on social media because I don't see a lot of people talking about George Floyd anymore on social media. Um, I well, see a Rihanna lot of people Taylor, like I know, like Rihanna yeah. Taylor, like a blip on people's radar. I, like yeah. I think you've changed your um, your LinkedIn yes. bio to talk about Brianna Taylor. I've changed mine, but like she's not even mentioned at all. And I'm just like, okay, guys, you yeah. know, <laughs> what yeah. about Rihanna? You know, exactly. I mean, and her story is so tragic, and you know, people are highlighting black businesses and. And um, amplifying black voices, I think, is the official hashtag yes. for the trend mm-hmm. that it is. It is a trend. Trend, yeah. Um, and it has a hashtag to go with it. And, um, you know, people are amplifying black voices. I would love it if we could unify and amplify our voice to defund the police and to actually organize and have structure around helping to change systemic racism. Now, I won't say that having more black people on your radar as a white person and seeing them more and engaging with them more is not going to be helpful. That's always going to be helpful because you need to see that we're here. We matter. Yes. But I'm a little bit concerned that like this social media wave of um, just tagging a bunch of people so people can diversify their feeds is taking away from the power of social media, which is let's organize, let's make a change, let's share resources. And and that's part of the reason why I gave, I handed over the link in my bio. And I mean, it's, it's like strategically the worst time to do that, right? Because I have a ton right. of new people right. on my page. <laughs> they don't, they can't look at my bio and see what I do and who I serve. They don't have a link to my website, but this isn't about me right now. It's, it's not for me. It's not about black businesses right now. It's about racism it's about police brutality. It's about black people being murdered by police and us running in a country and us living in a country under systemic racism that's allowed that to happen. And I'm not an, I'm not, I don't really even consider myself like a political person. I'm not someone who watches the news a bunch. And, you know, I I actually feel that I need to educate myself more on policy and ways that I can make a change. But I do know that right now you know all those people marching all those people protesting everyone that we're watching out there in the streets are they also on instagram tagging or are they on instagram organizing are they on instagram 
using that to stay in touch when they get lost at a protest or they on Instagram sharing links so people can sign petitions. Like I just am concerned that these vanity trends are actually detracting. Right. From, from the real issue. From the real. Yeah. 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 That's something that I was saying yesterday. As soon as I saw like a lot of the major players start making comments and start like posting, you know, whatever they were posting, you know, whether it was the black square or just something like a reshare or something else with no real opinion. As soon as I saw that, I was like, yep. And here we go being, you know, what is it uh, becoming a commodity? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Oh, this is, this is fun. Like we're all, yeah. we're all participating in this thing and we're going to call it social justice. Like no performance ally thing. Performance allies. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's so crazy to me to see this all unfold. But then, like you said, it's very concerning that are, are we staying focused, right? Like, are we prior, prioritizing what actually matters, right? And what actually matters is change. Like, what actually matters is addressing and identifying racism and helping yeah. white people unlearn that. You know what I'm saying? And it's going to be hard. It's going to take them forever. That's why and it's not like so stressed. <laughs> they're so stressed. We're not, the, we're not like the grandmaster teachers of this. Right. The, the world on, on Instagram specifically right now, I was talking to my, my, my white friend about this. Um, and I have to have, I give my hats off to her. So my branded photographer, she's a white girl. Her name's Morgan. She's wonderful. And I, my hat goes off to her because she was going to text me about something else. And she was like, I was just about to ask you about something. But before I do that, I need to just acknowledge that like white supremacy sucks. And I can't imagine for a second how you're feeling with everything that's going on. And she's like, I know I will never know how you feel, but like, I at least need to just acknowledge yeah. what's happening, which is a lot that I, this was a lot more than I can say for a lot of people in my life. Right. She, she led with that. And I gave her, my hat goes off to her. And I was talking to her today, we were texting and I said, um, she was like, this is so crazy. Like everything that's happening on social media. And I said, yeah, welcome to the Instagram masterclass on white privilege. It's like an involuntary, everybody's, it's time for everyone to learn about white privilege, white fragility, uh, all this stuff. And it's just like, whether you were ready or not, here we go. This is what's happening on Instagram. Everyone's just talking about it. So it's just, and it's, and it's so funny though, because thing, Instagram, Instagram is not even the platform for this, right? Like Instagram is usually not this platform. It's Twitter. Twitter is usually the platform that this happens. But uh, what happened is, is that the wrong people decided to have, uh, to decided to say something, you know what I'm saying? The, the wrong people. And, and a lot of, you know, a lot of our larger, um, you know, in the industry, a lot of them have decided to say something. And what they've said is I, they say, I feel, you know, I'm processing. I don't care. Kay herself. And I'm pretty sure no one in the black community really cares how I feel when it, in terms of how a white person is feeling, we don't care. How do you think we've been feeling all this time? You know, like you're new, you're new to whatever feelings you're feeling, but I was born with these feelings. So it's like, mm, do you want a cookie? Like, like, where are we going with this? And now we have to school you. Now we have to inform you. And then what are you going to do? You're going to cry your little white tears and be just so sad and not understand or, and actually you do understand you're just choosing not to you're choosing to still stay stuck in your own ways and that's not helping the situation at all 
and this isn't all white people, but there's a, it's a lot. Yes. And it's, it's gotten to the point now where people are being called out on the privilege. And I I had to ask myself, is that taking away from the, the wider point? But here's the difference. The difference between my statement about amplifying black businesses and um, all of these shout outs kind of detracting from the message of like overall social justice and disassembling racism. That's one, I stand with that. I really do think it is quite distracting. You know, we have a freaking black history month. No one was shouting us out then, right? So, okay, so there's that. But then the piece about calling people out. So are we naming names? Because I'm- I'm totally okay with that. Okay, so Jenna Kutcher's been called out. Marie Forleo's been called out. Mm-hmm. What's the other one um, that you told me about? Angie Lee. Angie Lee, yep. Mm-hmm. Angie Lee's been called out. These are huge, huge players um, who, quite frankly, obviously don't have any diversity hires because they're, they're, they're getting called out on basically not being inclusive um, and being exercising privilege within their business and treating black people differently and all of the things and like there's references you can put in the show notes like it's bags basically and the reason why i don't think that that's distracting from the overall message is because it's those exact people in those positions of power who gather together and who start making these decisions to leave black voices out of the conversation and it's those, it's that, it, that props up the system of racism. It, that is why so many people can walk through the world and be like, oh my gosh, racism? That's right, there is racism, right? right? Like, because these leaders who have responsibilities in those positions, right? Those leaders who have responsibility in those positions, they're not taking ownership over showcasing honoring and respecting black people it's not even just about i have a few black guests on my podcast it's not even about that it's about respecting that person it's about when your other friend is asking a recommendation you don't just go through your rolodex of all the white people you know who do that service you think about everyone it's about inclusivity so i think that that is important and i am happy that people are getting called out because it goes to show there's a lot of people who are watching jenna kutcher get called out and they are going holy crap you know what like i've said things like that yes and they might not be leaving comments but they're freaking thinking about it and they're realizing that they have to make a change or some of them are even commenting i I had someone dm me today this is the most genuine dm i've ever gotten not ever but within this weird time (laughs) and um it was from a girl she's white and, uh, you know, I posted the Jenna Kutcher thing on my story, so she replied to it. And she said, she said, this is, this is absolutely horrendous. And she said, I used to be one of those people mm-hmm. who would be rude and who would talk to Black people like they weren't allowed to speak up. And she's like, it took a lot of work for me to look at myself and to change. And she's like, and now I can really see all the harm that that did. And I was like, what you just did right there, the fact that you just owned up and you named it and you just said i used to treat people like that just say that that's what you used to do that's the power 
of these people getting called out. Yeah. That conversation. So I'm happy that that's happening on social, but the whole like being on trend because you're black and the amplifying black voices. Is I it, think is that I think that it's the amplified black voices for me is a double edged sword. It's like on one hand, it's great because you're we are getting this newfound exposure, right? But then on the other hand, it's just like I don't want exposure just because I'm black. Like I don't want you to want to follow me because you don't know who I like. When they when they list out the people that you should go follow, they never say follow Joy for if you if you're a multi passionate creative. You know, follow Kay if you need help with social media marketing strategy. Like they never say like they never give what our expertise is. They just say here's some black businesses you should follow. Like. Uh, okay let, let's dial this back you know and let's let's actually um if you're going to amplify black voices amplify us in our calling or a- amplify us in that's in right piece, you know what i'm saying and so for me it's like a double-edged sword because i get and, the, and then the other the other kind of like bad part about it for me is like it's, it's almost like a cop-out like it's like a like oh check the box i'm, I'm no longer racist because I'm, I'm amplifying black voices i'm 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 you know showcasing you guys you know oh i'm sorry let me let me show a bunch of black people you know so that you guys don't think i'm racist i i am now following black people okay relax sweetheart you know yeah <laughs> that that's Again, not that's not it that goes back to like racism isn't new right like that goes back to you know and, and I feel you on the double-edged sword. I do, because I'm never going to ever say as a Black business owner, we should not be getting exposure. I'm never going to say that. We deserve exposure. We, in this lifetime, because of the color of our skin, do not have access to the same opportunities that white people do. Yeah. Apparently, this is new information for white people, <laughs> but this is something that we know. And that is because we do not have the advantage of, of walking around in our day-to-day life exercising white privilege, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I do agree. It's, it's helpful that, you know, we get to take the stage. And I guess, I guess, I think it's hard. It's hard. It's, it's really hard. And, and where I land with it is we have a responsibility as well because we know we're getting showcased. We know we're getting called out. And the way that I'm taking it is like, I want to express what I do, who I serve, let people know that as they are discovering my work for the first time. And I want to also let them know the whole reason that they're here is because of a bigger problem that's happening when we put our phones down. Yeah. So it's like, I just posted right now and I was like, hey, here's who I am. Here's what I do. If you want to learn about my business, you can go to my website. Do not invite me on your panel or your podcast solely to talk about race. Yeah. Want to talk about being a creative, being multi-passionate, what it's like to navigate having many passions. I'm your girl. I would love to come on and talk and be on your panel. But I have gotten so many requests this week saying, hey, I'm putting together a panel. And I said, are you asking me to come and talk about race? Because just because I am black and just because I'm talking about the social issues happening right now, it doesn't make me an expert on race. And that's actually exploiting me for my blackness. This is like, this is like one time I'll never forget this. I was in a class. I think I was in high school, which is really sad because I wasn't even like little. I was in high school and I had a teacher 
and we were talking about something in black culture and she like she said something and she needed a fact check and she said she looked at me and she was like uh Deanna is that right um I'm not your black fact checker I'm a student in your classroom and to me that I haven't thought about that in a long time but that's what's happening right now yeah there are a lot of people who are finding us finding out about black businesses because you know that's not new either it's, but... it's something new to them all of a sudden yeah <laughs> they didn't know that there were black businesses even though we buy their courses and we you know hire them as our coaches or whatever yeah they still didn't know that we had like businesses too but whatever okay <laughs> right and now they want to and and also like everyone wants to educate about white privilege now like literally it's like a big online master class right so everyone wants to educate about white privilege and so people are reaching out to these black businesses that they're amplifying without doing their due diligence without going to the website without looking at accounts that they follow without going down their timeline right yeah and they're saying things like hey um i have this panel i'd love for you to come speak or hey i heard about this thing they're looking for guests i was wondering if i can nominate you and every event that i've heard of so far has to do with a talk about race um i know you were called on to do something about like um diversity, diversity in the and inclusion mm -hmm. and it's like no one wanted to talk to me about any of those things before I've not gone on one, I've been on several podcast interviews and I never led with like what it's like to be a black creative, right. you know, I was talking about the work that I do, the people that I serve. And so as, you know, as this trend progresses, I want to encourage, like I have a, a message for both sides, really. Like if you are a white person or a non-black, if you know, if you don't identify as black, and you are getting involved in this movement and you want to, you know, support, I'm going to call it a trend. I'm not going to call it a trend. It is a trend. It's a trend. You want to support <laughs> amplifying black voices, amplify black voices who have a mission that you already know and understand so you can properly showcase what they do yeah. beyond the fact that they are black. And then on the other side of that, and I can't tell anyone how to run their own business, but we all make our own choices, but if you are one of these, you know, black business owners who are being amplified, do a proper introduction. Let people know who you are. And I mean, I would even suggest give, give people the option to leave if they're not in alignment. You know, straight up tell them, hey, I appreciate all of these new follows. This is who I am. This is what I'm about. This is who I serve. If this doesn't align with you, I appreciate the effort, but you do not need to stay here. Yeah. The last thing that I want is someone who's following me to help add some, uh, you know, a pepper of color to their feed and has no real interest in who I am or what I do. And the last thing that I want is someone who's following me, but has taken no action against the big picture goal, which is to help put an end or to at least make a dent or do some kind of progress to the, the, the systemic racism that's killing black men and black women and black people on the streets every day at the hand at the hands of police and in our jails yeah. so that was longer of a rant than I thought it would be but <laughs> I, I you know I feel no. like there's, there's a lot of responsibility on, on both sides of this you yes. know it's like because otherwise it just goes unchecked and it's another trend and it comes and it goes. 
And and what what we're gonna see is like this ripple effect of you know, in, in six months, there'll be podcast interviews, and they'll be like, I think I met you during that Amplified Black Voices thing. Isn't that how we met? I mean, there's gonna be a lot of that, you know. That's gonna be like the most cringeworthy thing ever to say that we met from the Amplified Black Business. Like, oh wow so that's how you see like because at that moment it's very clear that like okay so i you you started following me and engaged with me because i'm black and that's the problem like that that's the fundamental issue is that like again that's racist it's I, not progressive at all well i mean it, but it's racist like it's racist to yeah. want to follow me because i'm black like to, or, yeah. or check off the fact that like oh you know it, it's like the whole thing of oh but i have black best friends or my best friend is oh. black or i have black friends like Ugh, ugh, yeah. guys we we have to and like and like you said there's there's a responsibility on both sides you know what i'm saying because it's like it's a responsibility for us as business owners or just as black people to one call them out but two like not allow them to reduce us to our skin color first right because at the end of the day we might like at the end of the day if you don't you're, you're still, we're still back to square one, right? It's it's still a, a, a race thing, you know what I'm saying? Because, okay, if you're following me because I'm black, then you're still focused on my race, right? Like, like there's there's no, exactly. there, there's nothing else to talk about, you know? And, and I mean, that's something that I'm definitely trying to figure out how to reconcile. Because like you said, I've been getting a ton of new followers, ton of new white followers, and they're all, you know, wanting to ask questions or they're all wanting to, um, you know, have me on their panels and stuff like that. Listen, I'm not a diversity expert. <laughs> my, my mission is not to talk about race or, or, or diversity and inclusion. That's not, that's not my, my expertise, right? Now, if you want to ask me questions about social media marketing, you want to ask me questions about photography, let's talk about it. You know what I'm saying? I, I would love to talk about that. When it ask me about business coaching, cool, let's talk about that. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, we can have a little blip side, side note, sidebar. I'll even give you five minutes to talk about the um, issue of there not being diversity in our industry. But I don't want to come on and have, and, and the sole purpose of me coming to talk to you is to be on your panel so that you can ask me how does it feel to be black. <laughs> Girl, exactly. What? We are like sharing a brain. That is exact. I feel literally exactly the same. I it's feel just, exactly the same. It's, it's weird. It's gross. It, it's, it's, and, and I it's think icky. that they don't, I don't, I, I honestly think that white people, because like you said, it's a trend right now they're thinking that they're doing the right thing but it's so counterproductive because then you have the major yeah. players like like jenna kutcher her her thing just kind of baffled me and it's not just jenna kutcher it's, it's all of them whenever they post something and then everyone else runs in their comments and says wow way to lead wow i really oh yeah all this for being so transparent why are we thanking people for being a basic human being all this praise oh my goodness this praise for you finally realize that there's racism in the world and you might have been participating because you don't, you haven't checked your privilege and no one checked your privilege. Mm. And I, let me just say this too. People have checked Jenna Kutcher's privilege. People have checked her privilege. There, she has been checked. You know what she did? She ignored it and moved on and kept doing her thing and kept making money and kept taking black people's money and she ran, I've had issues with her personally where I felt that I was being discriminated against in her Facebook group because I'm black. 
she's been up against things before. Yeah. For her to act like all of a sudden she's like realizing she's wrong people and now she's sorry. And then everyone comes to and says, oh my gosh, our fearless leader, look at you apologizing. I can't believe it. Like, no, no. Yeah. And that has to be called out because that's not helpful. And I think, I think what we're both saying in, in essence is if, if there's going to be these trends on social media, if there's going to be people getting called out, like let it help the cause, right. let it be helpful. So, you know, getting called out on social media, like Jenna Kutcher did, and then having her not fully own up to it and offer a shallow apology and not name names and not even share where she messed up. Same with Marie Forleo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> big time, big time, big time messed up. And then to not own it or to say like, well, I did post on Instagram about this, you guys. And to act like that's okay. We are asking you to open your wallets and use your influence for change. If it's not going towards the bigger picture, if it's not going towards change, you're not being helpful. And if you're not being helpful, you need to sit down right now. We have work to do, real work to do. And I am like not a political activist person. I am becoming one now. Right. I have no choice. I cannot sit on the sidelines. I cannot, you know, let let the let them do their work and let other people protest and I'll just do it in my own way. I'm signing petitions. I'm learning more about these government structures because there's no other choice. Yeah. We all have to do this if we're going to be unified in the change that we want to see. Yeah. And unfortunately, Kay, what I really feel like is some people don't really care whether or not that change comes about because it doesn't affect them because they are white. Yeah. Living in America. And these trends and this social media stuff and the way people are responding to being called out really goes to show you do you actually care? Because if you actually care about what it feels like as a black person to lay in bed at night and not be able to get the image of George Floyd's neck being crushed under the foot of a white cop and to not be able to sleep because your heart is broken and you feel helpless. Yeah. And, and, and for that to not be the first time you felt that way, because like, yeah, our first yeah. time, it's not our first time feeling this way. You know what I'm saying? Like when that, when Breonna Taylor happened, I literally looked at my husband and I said, wow, that could have been me. Because the problem is, is that like, we live in an apartment, you know what I'm saying? Our, our door number could have been mistaken. My husband has guns, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah. it could it could have literally have been me. And when you think yeah. about it like that, it's very scary. You know what I'm saying? It's very, very scary. scary. And then the, again, Brianna's not the first time we felt that way. We felt like this yeah. about several, about every, every time something happens, our heart breaks, our, we, we yeah. can't sleep, you know what I'm saying? And so what, what, like, how fortunate for you to be just so privileged that you've never experienced that feeling? For it to not be on your radar. <laughs> for it to not be on your radar. I just, it's baffling. It's baffling to me. So, so, sometimes I still, I sit down and I read the things that some white people say, and I'm just like, I can't even begin to unpack what you're saying. Yeah. Besides to call you like stupid. Like, you know, and you know it's bad when like you have you you can't even form the words to 
figure out how to correct them. You know what I'm saying? And so like, that's what, one thing I appreciate about Toy when she went line by line, you know, because I'm, I'm pretty yeah. sure when she read that the first time, she was like, no way. Yeah. This has got to be a joke. Like, let's when I read this it's a joke. <laughs> yeah, let's give some context. So basically, there was an email exchange that went out, right? Well, okay, so there was a picture of Jenna Kutcher with two young Black boys. Um, it, I believe it in was the Dominican. in the right? Yeah, in the Dominican. And it was about her donation efforts or something. And Toy posted on that picture and said, like, you know, you are centering, which means you're making this about you. You're using this picture with these two Black boys to make yourself look like a hero right. or a savior. Um, white and savior then, complex. <laughs> yeah, white savior complex. And then uh, I don't know, I don't remember the details if, if Jenna deleted the comment or if she took the picture down, but she reached out to Toy and wrote this uh, email that was insane. I mean, you'll just have yeah. to post it. I'll, I'll put it in the show notes so that people can find we, we can't, we don't, we don't even have time to go through all that, but it's basically, that's, that's a masterclass in white privilege. I mean, just read the email threads. Just uh, read the um, emails. <laughs> when you read the emails, it's just like, uh, and, and, and um, but, the, but the most interesting part of, huh? No, I was just saying that's not the first time that we've seen somebody like her do something like that. You know, we've oh, all no. had experience where a white person has said something just so insanely crazy that you're like, wait, what? Yeah. But the thing about this is that Jenna Kutcher, three years later, pulled up those emails and then created a post on Facebook and Instagram to try to say that this is what it looks like to repair a relationship around the subject of race. Right. And basically exploited the pain that she had caused Toy throughout that whole exchange and posted some, I haven't seen it. I wish I caught it before she took it down, but posted this whole thing, exploiting their email thread saying you know, this is what it looks like. This is how we have to repair things. And, you know, Toy Toy made some demands and, and said, you know, absolutely not. You do not get to use that email thread. You do not get to exploit. You didn't even ask me for permission to share that. You do not get to share any of that without telling the full scope of the story. So now Jenna Kutcher is being dragged. And she's not just being dragged by Black people. She's being dragged by her own people who feel... Um, you know, like, I don't know what the word is, betrayed almost. Oh. <laughs> Who feel like betrayed, you know? Who feel like we thought we knew her. Right. Um, and that can lead to change. That can lead to change because it can lead people to look at themselves. But the sad part is that Jenna, she can't see herself. She can't see beyond her privilege enough to really show up and to really say, you guys, I'm going to be honest. I have a lot to learn and I'm not even going to for a second pretend like I have the words to formulate an apology, but I'm going to set up a call with Toy and I'm going to just let her speak. That would have been the big thing to do. That would have been the right thing to do. Yeah. It was that yeah. simple, and I think that, I think she missed the point, and then you deleted the, well, she didn't delete, but she, like, archived or whatever the post, and it's just, like, you know, why? 
why like why this there was such a simple thing that you could have done and that is reach out to toy have a conversation one-to-one and just be quiet and listen that's it very 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 simple so i just think i think that's that's good that that's happening because not only does it make more black people feel like you know what next time someone wrongs me i'm gonna speak up i'm gonna call them out I'm going to stand up for my right to have a voice. I'm not going to be silenced. I'm not going to feel like I'm less than or my opinion doesn't matter. You know, that's very important. Amplifying Black businesses is also important if it's done in a way that can ignite change. If it's done in a way that can actually make a difference and isn't trendy. Um, So, I mean, as with all trends, we'll have to see, you know, what happens after. We'll have to see you know, what, what comes of it, what good does come of it. And if black businesses start making more money, that would be wonderful. If panels at conferences start to have more black people on them, that'd be wonderful. If more black people um, are invited to these large events, you know, to be keynote speakers, that would be wonderful. I was thinking about this. Could you imagine if Oprah had her platform and never interviewed any white person, she would not be as influential. At all, yeah. She wouldn't be as influential if she had marginalized herself, right? In that way. We have to be so sacrificial as Black people. We have to be so nice to everyone, kind. We have to make sure that as Black women, we don't get like too angry and all of this to keep people comfortable. And when we focus only on our own businesses so let's say you know you own like a a black business where you your main goal is to only showcase and work with other black businesses okay is there going to be a white person supporting that yep you know what i mean so i just think people have to really think and we learned about this through the blackout tuesday trend this is also a master class on social media and how quickly things spread Because we learned about this in the Blackout Tuesday trend when it was using the Black Lives Matter hashtag and essentially silencing the whole movement. The whole movement, yes. And I'm even guilty of it. I messed up. I had to delete my Me too. I had to delete the the, the hashtag because I didn't realize. When I saw it, I was like, oh my gosh. And I was waiting. I kept refreshing the page like, please guys notice this. Please guys notice what's going on. And did you see it change? Because information really does move quickly on social media. So we're learning the power of social media. We're learning that social media can invite change. We're learning how easy it is to share information. We're learning so much. But then you have these trends that come in and these people that come in that strive to um, leverage these trends or put strategy behind it and it kind of breaks it. It, it it breaks it and it, it makes it the run. whole like cause and purpose <laughs> yeah it ruins the whole thing so I mean you know it's it's worth talking about and it's worth having this conversation because it's a very interesting feeling to be trending because you're black Oof. and it's not black history month why weren't we trending during Black History Month, Kay? I don't know. 
I'm bringing Amplified Black Voices back in Black in February. Okay, <laughs> nobody, right? nobody, not look at me weird. Exactly. Let's do this because you guys wanted to do it so bad. So like, let's do it. Let's do it. But like, that's the truth. Like, it's so weird to be trending. You know, like, wow, the color of my skin is a trending topic right now. Racism is a trending topic. Like, the death yeah. of Black people are trending topics. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's, I don't. it's weird, but it's also scary. Like, it's scary that, like, we can be reduced to a trend. Do you think that it's a good thing that everybody's talking about race, some people for the first time, you know, publicly ever? Do you think it's a good thing that, that it's a conversation that's being had more, more widely now? Again, it's not new for us. Right. But more widely. I definitely think it's a good thing um, that it's happening only because honestly, and, and I posted this, I want to know where people stand. You know, I want to know, like, how do you really feel about me as a black person? Because like, like we said earlier, you know, I don't have the luxury or the privilege of, um, not noticing my color or not noticing color you know what i'm saying so i'm interested to see like okay what do other people think you know are you the person i thought you were or are you a you know social media ally you know you look good on social media but that's about it so i, I i'm i'm definitely um i'm definitely embracing and i'm i'm glad that these people are that more people are having this conversation because like you said it's not new it's a conversation that we've always had we've always had to have these conversations you know we've always had to talk about being black or having to kind of be defeated by white privilege you know like and we've had to accept it well now we get we get a chance to call you out on your ish yeah i mean it's I agree. I think it's good that we're talking about it and that we can just straight up address white people. I don't know that, and, and this is not true for all businesses because there are businesses that are very grounded in being black owned. It's a part of their messaging. It's a part of, it's a part of what they share. It's part of what they do. And, you know, it's more, I don't want to say on brand for them, but it's more inherent in their business structure and in their messaging to be that way, to identify white people, black people talk directly to them. But I can say personally in my own business, I have not had a reason up until now to straight up say, hey, white people, this is how I feel about this. If you're white and you're watching, I mean, I've never had to say that because I'm talking to creatives of all shapes, sizes, and colors typically in my business. So I'm more so talking about if you're a person who is really niche down and you only focus on one thing, or if you're a person who's multi-passionate and, and you have a lot of different gifts, that's, that's who I'm talking to. I'm not talking to people based on race or I'm not talking to their race. But for the first time in my business, I've had to straight up send emails that say, if you're a white person reading this, here's a little advice. Like I wanna, I wanna shed some light on a few things. I did a, a IGTV video that was like, this is for all my white friends. Don't ask your black friends to explain racism to you. Ask them to call you out on your privilege when they see it so you can learn for yourself. Because continuing to ask us to do more work when we're tired and quite frankly, all just trying to not be torn up and messed up about what's happening is not going to work. 
but there hasn't been that. I've never had that energy in my business where I'm saying, listen, if you're white, <laughs> this is, you know, this is how I feel. If you're black, this is how I feel. So I think that there is a certain level of like, um, the, the veil has been lifted in a lot of ways with the kind of language that, that's a, that feels appropriate with, um, the way that we're allowed to, not allowed to, but the way that more of us, at least I'm speaking for myself, are being less sensitive about straight up addressing white people in their audience. Um, and it's not to educate. And so it's, it's hard because like, as an educator, I just can't help myself. I always end up teaching no matter what I'm going to end up teaching because that's just who I am. But I do think there is benefit to that, to just being able to say, hey, listen, you're white. Sometimes we're just gonna have to talk about the fact that that means something different. You know, um, when you're advising a client or you're talking to someone, if they're black, you really might advise them, you will advise them differently because yeah. they're gonna walk into a room and have a, and have a much different spotlight on them. Or maybe they'll have a lot more anxiety before they walk into that room to begin with. So these conversations come up on, like you said, like we've been talking about this. Black people talk to other black people about race all the time. All the time yeah. But we haven't always talked directly to white people, at least in businesses that aren't grounded um, in, in, in like- specific you know, color, like, oh, this is yeah. a business for black people. Yes. Right. Um, and I think that's so crazy. Like, I, it's so interesting that you uh, bring that up because one thing that I have recognized for my business is my business is mostly black. A lot of the clients that I have are usually black. Um, a lot of the people that I teach are usually black. And, you know, it, it's not a problem. But I also find that, you know, I do have white audience members. They're great audience members, so it's, it's not a big deal. But I'm finding myself in a space right now where I'm like, hmm, okay, how do I address this, right? You know, and so I've, I've just decided to be flat out straightforward. And I challenge other black business owners to just be straightforward, just be like, okay, this is what it is. And one thing that I'm really, um, I'm really liking is that we're not trying to be too PC, right? Like, don't be so politically correct. Just say what it is. White people don't do this. White people don't do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, let's just make it plain so there's no confusion. And if that means you have to leave the exit stage left, do that. Like, I, I went live in my Facebook group and I was like, hey, exit stage left. If you don't believe Black Lives Matter, like if you're not a, a supporter of that, you need to leave. I lost 50 people that day. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? And I said that. I was like, I literally do not care. And within three hours, 50 people left my group. I don't care. I still don't care. You know what I'm saying? Only reason why I know the numbers because I know how many people are in the group. But like, I literally, I'm so glad that you're not there because that, like, that's that's negativity. That's cancer. You know what I'm saying? In the group, like, because that means that you're not even you left the group because you weren't even willing to listen. You weren't even willing to to try to see another side. So for those reasons, like, you can have your whatever. Just go about your business. But um, I do think that like, as um with the field that we're in, we do a lot of teaching. And I, I will say for myself, something that I find myself saying a lot to people that, or to white people that are asking me is like, I'm not the spokesperson for black people. Don't ask me a question 
just because I'm black. You know what I'm saying? I'm not the, I, I don't know, I don't have all the answers. I don't know how all the black people are thinking and feeling, you know? I can tell you my opinion and my perspective, but that's about it. And even then, I don't have to do that much. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, some people I don't give a response to because it's not my job. Like, and that's another thing. White people, it is not our job to tell you what to do or tell you what the right thing to, to, to do would be. Like, that's on you. Go read a book. Like, all the books and resources. You can literally Google how to not be racist. How to, how to be, uh, you know, more diverse. You know, like, you can Google yeah. these things. And I think that more white people, if they want to understand, and the reason, and I, and I also want to just say, the reason I'm leaving, you know, brown people, Latino people, Asian people out is because they're also minorities and they also deal with racism. Yes. So they are literally not in the same camp as white people. This situation is white and black. Yes. Straight up, it is. Because if you are a minority, you can empathize with the black experience. Yes. You may not have had it to the extent that we've had it in this country, but there's been, there's been a lineage where, where your culture has also been degraded and killed off. Like, so that's why we're straight up having this conversation about white people and black people. Yeah. Um, I lost my chain of thought on the other thing I was going to say, but, um, well, I want to yeah. say that, um, I know you had mentioned it earlier and I do want to make it clear that like, I'm not trying to, and I know you aren't either. I'm not, we're not trying to say that all black or all white people are wrong or like all That's what I was going to say. Yeah. We're not alienating anyone. Yes, but yes. Like it's, it's mm -hmm. not, I'm, I, I, I'm not going to make it a generalization, even though I know that we are usually generalized. I'm, I'm still not going to generalize a whole group of people. Um, but I will say that there's two different types of racism. There's covert racism and overt racism overtly racist is people that just straight up you know like they're clearly racist like they say racist things they they don't want to be around black people like they you know <laughs> i don't even want to get into that we know what that is but covert racism is like holding your bag a little bit tighter when a black person walks by you don't mean to do it probably but you do it you know what i'm saying saying little things like hey boo hey girl like doing all the little dances on tiktok and acting like you made it up that is covert racism and a lot of white people do that and don't realize it and i mean that's what it is it's that you're doing little things and you don't realize it's microaggressions things like that and that is why people are calling you to the carpet right now so if you're confused as to why people are dragging you through the mud right now look at the little things that you're doing and like you you could like i'm sure white people feel like we're nitpicking but guess what get over it you know why because we have had to live with being black and being nitpicked our entire life i mean how do you think it feels every time i walk past someone they look at me funny or if i'm in a store i'm followed by around. like oh my goodness i can't even tell you how many times has happened? Too many times. Or to be in the car and my boyfriend's driving and I'm just like, maybe I should just drive. At least I'm a woman. Yes. Maybe. Or take your hood off when you drive, babe. Don't, mm -hmm. you know, take your hat off. Don't look extra black. You already are black. You know, right. things that people just don't have to think about. And I remember what I was going to say. Um, so many white people right now are wanting to learn. I still laugh at this. They want to learn about racism now, right? Because it's cool. <laughs> um, 
they need to study the civil rights movement. They need to understand, we've been fighting for this. They need to understand how deeply rooted these frustrations are. Study the Boston massacre, like mm-hmm. just literally do some history. And I will admit that our, our school system does not teach the racism. It doesn't mm-hmm. teach it. Your kids are not gonna learn it in the school. These are conversations that you're gonna have to have, right? But so many people striving to understand what's happening now, you don't have to look that far back in history to understand. Mm-hmm. Like there's literally, I mean, this, unfortunately, I mean, think about, I don't, I don't even know if I want to bring this up, but think about, I, I kind of feel like watching George Floyd be murdered on video, the, the heartbreak, I mean, and, and, I, and I agree with you, it's like our heartbreaks every time something like this happens, but can you imagine how Black people felt when Martin Luther King was assassinated? Mm. A Black leader yeah. leading from a place of peace for equal rights, killed because he wanted change. Yeah. We also endured that. Well, who did they lose? Kennedy? Right. Not to, I am, I am not saying that Kennedy's life is not as important, but we lost a leader, a leader trying to make grave change who now is a holiday and it's commemorated and people post his quotes on his birthday. People are posting his quotes now. <laughs> Why was he a leader? What was he fighting for? Why white people who don't get race, just look back a little bit. Yeah. Look back a little bit. And race isn't just segregation. Ra- you can't say racism is over because now black people can go everywhere because that's, that's racist. Yeah. Of course we can go everywhere. We should have never, that should have never been up for discussion. So this idea that like the world has changed, we're moving on, we had a black president, like no one's racist anymore. That's, that's, out of, that's, that's out of the door. And now people are realizing that there's more to race than, there's more to your race than just the color of your skin. It's also how you treat people. It's also the advantages that you have over other people. So much. I mean, I've seen infographics explaining white privilege, Kay. I'm not exaggerating. I've seen, like, what is white privilege? And literally graphics, like, to help explain this. Um, and, and it's just... It baffles me that it's such a hard concept to grasp. But It does. When it you're does. In it, when you're in a place of privilege, I guess you can't see it. You can't see it. You can't see it. And, and um, you know, I'm glad that we're talking about it. And I have a lot of friends... I have a good amount of friends who are white. I have, and I know, and I have people, I have white girls who've been down for me, who have interviewed me on their podcast, who have had me be guest speakers in their groups. And whether or not they were drawn to my work because they were they were intrigued that I was a black woman also doing this work is, is fine with me. Because you know what? They gave me platforms. And let me tell you something. They're coming out the woodworks right now checking in on me, making sure that I know that they were down for me before it was cool. Before it was, yeah. before it was cool to just be down for the black girl. They were down for me. They were, and, 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 you know, I'm not gonna treat someone different just because they're new to my work, but I do know who was down for me before yeah. it was a hashtag attached to it. Yeah. That's such a good point though. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like turn you away or, or down you because you're just now tuning in, but like, I do want you to be tuning in for the right reason. I don't want you to That's tune right. in just because I'm black. 
Like, if that's like, what it comes down to. You hit follow. I, I really hope that you write my bio. You know, I, I, I yeah. You can see in my bio what I do. You may not be able to right now click my link, but you can definitely right. see in my bio what I do. I hope that you right. took a chance, like for two seconds, and just scroll a little yeah. bit of my page. You know, like I really yeah. hope you did that before you started to follow me, because if not, following me just because I'm black is still a problem. It's still it's a problem. A, like we might literally have to have a follow up episode. We, we're yeah. gonna have to wait and see how this plays out because, <laughs> because um. Yeah, it really could be a problem. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to share, if it's okay with you, I'll share my Instagram post in your Facebook group where I gave my introduction because yeah. I, I, it's it's doing well and it's getting a good response. And I think it could actually be a good template for people if they want to just do something similar because we have an opportunity to introduce ourselves right now to this new audience. Um mm -hmm. And we can even use the hashtags, you know, all of these Black-centric hashtags, we can use those. And we have the opportunity to show what we stand for. There's going to be people who are going to be, I've seen a lot of ads on my feed from Black-owned businesses. Mm -hmm. People are going to milk this. And you know what? Hey, do it. Get your coins. But I do think it's important and we have a responsibility to move in integrity and not forget what this is all about. And to show up and say, hey, do not stay here if you are only here because I am black, because that is counterproductive. To see me as black, to see me as that black business person that you follow is counterproductive because I don't go and go, oh yeah, that's that white podcaster. I don't do that. Yeah. I don't do that. I'm like, oh, that's a podcast about starting a membership. That's a podcast about online business. That's a podcast. I look at the subject matter. Yeah. Right? Unless the podcast is literally like about race which is different, as we've been saying since, you know, all throughout the conversation. The yeah. So don't come to our, my work or anybody's work or anyone who you discover on the Amplify Black, uh, Amplify Black Voices uh, hashtag and only see color. Right. Yes, we want you to recognize that we are here and we are Black and we are doing work, but see us for who we are. See us for the work that we're doing. Be intentional. Like you said, read the bio you know, click a couple links or go down, go down and see what I was promoting before the world like went to, went crazy. Like, you know, right. mm -hmm. um, so it's just so important. And, you know, I know this has been very unscripted and, you know, almost like a phone call, but I think we've just been talking about it so much throughout the week that we felt like something needed to be captured for anyone else who's, yeah. you know, feeling the same things or who's in the unique position as a black business owner right now who's being I mean it's almost like we're being called out in a different way um and and navigating that along with everything else that's happening um has been tricky I, so I mean the thing I'm struggling with the most Kay is like just giving myself space from everything because Right now, social media, it's like I almost want to grab popcorn. It's like, oh, someone's getting dragged. Like, I got tagged 55 times. Like, there's so much happening that it's actually hard to disconnect. That's another issue I'm having. It's like, wow, this is really distracting me from, from research I could be doing or resting or self-care. Um, so, yeah, like I find myself a lot holding myself back from like texting you and be like, oh my God, did you see this? Because I'm like, no, we don't need to like, we're tired, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I, we're tired, you know? And, and it's just yeah. like, it, it's, even though it's 
refreshing to see people get called out. It's exhausting to have to do it. And it's exhausting to have to read through the entire story and figure out what's, it's just exhausting. It's, it's really exhausting. And it's also, I don't even know how to put it into words, but you know, I'm just interested to see next week, two weeks from now, two months from now, are these same people going to actually change? Like, are they going to put their money where their mouth is? You know, because right now the biggest piece of like advice I can give a white person is don't just say it, do something, you know what I'm saying? Do something. something. I think the biggest problem that a lot of white people are running into, which is why you're getting dragged is because all you're doing is talking. You're just resharing something. You're talking about me and I and my feelings and not actually taking any real action. You shared a girl with me today and I was just like, yes. Oh my God, just thinking about her. Can we talk about her for a little bit? Yes, what's her name? What's her name? Her name is Sarah Morgan. And the reason why, okay, so when it comes to Amplify Black Voices, she's doing it right. And let me give you a couple of reasons, couple of reasons why she's doing it right. <laughs> Number one, she's posting people on her on her feed. So this is not a story shout out that will expire. Oh my gosh, guys, stop with the story sh- shout outs. Yeah. Stories last 24 It goes hours. in our DMs. It's clogging our DMs. It's just a lot. Yeah. But so she's doing people on her feed. Not only is she featuring people on her feed, but she, this is actually how I found out about me, Marie Folio getting, Marie Folio getting called out because she is featuring people on her feed, not even writing a caption, just saying, go watch this. And then an arrow pointing to their handle. The link is in her bio and an arrow pointing to her handle. It's not about her at all. Mm-hmm. She's featuring people in her feed who are speaking out against or for or whatever and, and featuring things that could be very, very helpful to the movement and she's using her feed to direct people to that information so she's not just amplifying black voices she's amplifying black voices who are speaking out and speaking towards change she's using her feed that way so powerful yes so much more powerful than a story shout out yeah so much more powerful she's also shared books people could read She's also shared, she was doing um, black businesses to follow like before it was even a thing. She did a post. She was like, hey, here's all the black people I've already been following just in case y'all want to follow them too. Right. Um, so. And I mean, like right now, what I really love is that it's only been a few days, but you still have to scroll her feed before you see who she is. Yep. If if you didn't know any better, if if I didn't know any better, I would have thought that she was black because, (laughs) you know, like everything right now. And and, I mean, you know, it's just like, that's the way that you do things. Like, that's the way that you stand up and say, no, I believe that Black Lives Matter. I'm standing with you guys. I want to make sure that your voice is heard, that the message is heard, and that everybody hears it. And yeah. without, without what my what what my opinion is, right? Like you said, she's not writing text and like giving these long paths. No, she's telling you to go to this person's page yep. and go find out the story for yourself. Go listen to their voice. I'm not. She's not even using her voice to explain their voice. She's like, they have a voice. Here it is. Can you imagine Jenna Kutcher posts anybody else's content on her page? Right. She would never do it. I, I commented that, though. I was like, um, I yeah, know you're going to mess up your feed, but, like, 
Yeah. I know, I know. I know posting a photo of me or anybody else, you know, it doesn't have to be me, but like, I know posting a photo of someone would mess up your feed and you want your feed to be perfect. But guess what? That is not the point right now. Step outside of yourself for five minutes. Can, can you just put down your own personal privilege for five seconds and amplify Black voices? And it's just so interesting to me because it's like, all the money that you make, you can't give us one post. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you know what? I don't even want to hand out. If you don't want to post Black people, fine. Don't do it. You know what I'm saying? I would much rather know who you are and not have to deal with you anymore than anything else. But it's your responsibility to not be racist. Like I, I would rather you not post me, but you go sign some petitions and donate some money. Right. Or- Towards change, towards change. And, and that's, no, that's the main thing that I want people to remember is like, I'm happy you're here, but go find a way to take some action. I literally posted like on my caption, I was like, if you're not taking action, I don't really want you here. Instead of following me, go find a way to take action. Yes. It has to be both and. It can't be, I don't really know how to take a stand against racism. So let me go follow all these black people on Instagram. Right. That is, to that make is feel better. so counterproductive. So wildly counterproductive. And it's black not even people, a good first step. Like I see people that are like, this is the first step. And I'm like, no, following <laughs> black people is not a good first step. A first good step is like signing a petition. Click that yeah. link and send an email on behalf of Breonna Taylor. Like yep. those are good first steps, not following yeah. a bunch of black people. And then, hey, can we... I mean, <laughs> It's so funny to me to see some of the major players all share the exact same list of people to go follow. And I'm like, so you, oh, and then- They probably have a Google Doc, not even oh, kidding. I'm sure they do. And 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 then on yeah. top of that, they're, uh, you're not even following them. You're telling me to go follow these people that you're not yeah. even following. Jenna Kutcher's following me. Jenna <laughs> Kutcher's following me, but she's following me because she did me dirty in her Facebook group. Yeah. And, um, you know, I have to be honest, if Jenna Kutcher said, you know, I really love your message about multi-passionate creativity, would you come on my podcast? Um, Out of integrity, I would be like, absolutely not. I will not. Mm. I I mean, I wouldn't, which is crazy. I would actually turn that opportunity down. Or I would have to say to her, like, you know, we would have to have a very real conversation before I could ever, ever, because I think we have to move with integrity and make sure that the platforms that we're engaging with stand behind what we stand behind. Yes. Yes. And imagine, you know, a black person who's been on her podcast who now has to see how she was treating black people, you know, Mm -hmm. and you know, that's a diversity hire. That's like, I have you on the podcast to cover myself, but, um, yeah, Jenna Kutcher has been following, um, the train of following more black people. And if you look at, the people that she followed before, you'll see it's an extremely small percentage. And um, she's following me now, but I don't, I don't know that she'll get much from my content because, right. you know. <laughs> I mean, but I think it's interesting that um, I basically almost got kicked out of her Facebook group for for asking why my post kept getting deleted, which always had a picture of me on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I saw lots of white girls posting asking for collaborations and things, and those weren't getting deleted, but. It's more yeah. threatening when you're a black girl. So mine were deleted and she didn't address it. She told me I, sh- I should be glad that she was taking the time out of her schedule to reply to my comment, which is essentially, and I was like, 
As the moderator of this Facebook group, that is your responsibility. I should absolutely not be glad about anything. That was white privilege. So, um, you know, I, I think it's very interesting, but I just hope that as these trends pass, we will continue to see a change. And this is the last thing I'm going to say about it. This is not a pity party. Yeah. Don't bring your white guilt to my content and start commenting on my stuff because you feel bad about racism. And if, and I, I don't know how many white people will listen to this, but if, if a white person hears this and is like, well, I just can't get it right. What am I supposed to do? I can't share this. I can't figure it out. Yeah. Not my problem. Cause you know, what's harder than that being black. Yeah. End of story. Yeah. That was a great final thought. And my, my final thought is just going along right with that. I am, for me, I'm just really interested to see how things progress two weeks, two months, two years from now. And um, I'm just letting it be known now I'm coming for everybody. I'm coming. For everybody. I'm holding everybody accountable, you know, and like, like you said earlier, I've never been a political person. Um, you know, in college, yeah, I was all down with, you know, black rights. And so, you know, we all do that at some point, but I've, I've never been um, taken, taken the stance that I've taken now and been so vocal like I've been now. And so, um, I, you know, I'm just making it clear, I'm coming for everybody because my thing is, is that there's no reason why certain people, why black women haven't been in the room, right? There's no reason why um, at coaching, uh, well, not at coaching, but at like large events, the whole lineup is white. There's no reason why people put out courses and everyone in the course, all the guest coaches are white. You know, like, so you mean to tell me there were no black sales coaches, there were no black marketing experts, there were no black, I'm a marketing expert. Like, I engage with your content. I buy your products. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I hire you as coaches. I, I participate in your audience and not once did you think okay, let's, let's have Kate, but, and, and, you know, it's a slap in the face when you hear them say, oh, a, um, a, one of the alums, one of our alums is the coach this time, like, I'm an alum, like, <laughs> what happened, but you know what, it is what it is, I do, what I will say, though, is now I'm paying attention, and I'm going to call it out, because I feel like at this stage, it's your responsibility when you have such a large platform to, to make that change, it's your responsibility to say, hey, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make this a diverse platform. You know, I don't, I don't want it to be a thing that, and I'm not saying that you have to have, you know, split it in half. 50% are white, 50% are, I'm not telling you to do that. I'm just saying, can we, can, can it not be all white cast? You know yeah, saying? you're saying, you're saying, think about when you're thinking about experts in whatever field it is, do not forget that there are black people with that expertise. Yes, that are just as qualified, if not in some cases more. Yeah, because sometimes we have to work a lot harder to be seen. Yes. So, um, yeah, so. Look, this was a good discussion. I'm so glad we, we did this. And, and we we'll probably have to do like a part two. Like, you know, we, we might go yeah. back to this later. Like maybe if we continue to see things and it's just yeah. like it needs to be addressed or talked about and you know hopefully people share this and it becomes like another point of discussion of like okay you know this is what should yeah. be done or this is how we should act and I think that you gave some like really actionable um 
actionable things as as a black business owner of how we can navigate like this newfound popularity i guess which is so so gross like yeah we're we're trending so this is yeah a conversation and and i know we didn't talk a lot about george floyd we didn't talk a lot about the movement and that's because this conversation was really centered on what it's like to be trending as a black business owner Um, because and it needs to be captured in real time when it's happening because trends go by so fast so you know this is not in any way shape or form to um, delineate from what's happening in the streets right now with protesting um, the tragic death and murder of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud, Arbery, and so many countless others. We honor them. Um, this It's not to take away from that at all. We just wanted to capture in real time what's happening specifically in the world of social media um, as a Black black business owner yeah. right now. Ah, this was so good. Thank you so much, Joy, for having Thank this conversation you. with me. I totally appreciate it. I hate that we have to have this conversation, but I'm glad that, you know, we were able to make some time to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Can't avoid it. Can't avoid it anymore. It's out there now. Right. <laughs> 2020. <laughs> Yay. What a great year. 